broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. The whole idea of uh, being forgiven, you've got to start with acknowledging that there's something within you that, that you've done, said, or, or thought wrong. Kevin did that in the beginning. I knew from the beginning that uh, I wasn't talking to someone who had no hope or no faith at all. That is uh, Reverend Daryl Gray. He is a spiritual advisor to Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, some, gosh, what is this, 17 years ago, uh, he was uh, 19 years old at the time, shot and killed Missouri Police Sergeant William McEntee. This was in Kirkwood, St. Louis area, back in 2005. He was 19 years old at the time, uh, uh, the guy was, not the cop, um, but this guy who is actually going to be executed uh, tonight. And as we see with executions, people get together and uh, say, well, this guy's turned his life around in prison. Or then there's the other argument like, hey, we just shouldn't be in the business of executing um, people. Um, so this is happening tonight. But what was really interesting, he's got a daughter uh, who wants to go see him executed tonight. Bon terror. Uh She can't. She's not allowed. The reason being, there's a law that says you have to be 21 years old to witness an execution, which I think is kind of um, is kind of odd. But you can enter the military at a younger age and basically be obligated to kill people, right? Like not, yeah. you know, to protect the country and that be part of your job, right? So I, I mean, if you're going to be able to witness death at 18, like and kill people yourself, yeah. I mean, she's 19. Um, and so, ah, gosh, that law, I mean, the judge ultimately said it's not, it doesn't violate her constitutional rights to, you know, uphold the law. And, you know, while I, you know, I think it would be horrific to watch anyone die, um, you know, for her, I think it's not about her. It's about, it's more about him. Like what I want, you know, my family member to know that they're not alone and that I'm with them in their final moments in whatever way that I could be. That's interesting. I used to watch a show on MSNBC called Lockup. They used to follow these people in prison. It's all real-life prison story stuff. But anyhow, I can't remember. But there was a, a warden at some prison, high-profile prison somewhere in Louisiana, and he would allow family members to come in and watch. And like, why? Why do you let the why do you let the executioners have their family? Uh, the people that are being executed, why do you allow them to have their families there? He says, it's not about them. It's about the family being able to come see him. I think Brian has the best perspective on it with his time at Department of Corrections. Yeah, I mean, and I also covered this case in Kirkwood in 2005. I was at the Big 550 KTRS. I mean, I can tell you that outside of Mike Bush at Channel 5 and uh, probably Andy Banker at Channel 2, there is almost no one left in St. Louis, maybe a handful of reporters at the Post-Dispatch who uh, reported on this. This was a just a high-profile case. This got a lot of attention. Um, the officer, it, it, he, the Johnson was upset about his younger brother dying, and and I, you know, it had to do. I believe it was a, I believe it was a health issue. From my memory, it was a health issue, and he felt like the police did not get there quick enough. But uh, Sergeant McAtee was shot five times. Governor points this out in his uh, denial of um, of clemency. McEntee was shot five times. He then tried to drive away and crashed into a tree. 
crashed and then crawled out of the car and Johnson is accused of shot shooting him tw- two more times in the head those are the shots that killed him um, so two two points to which we were saying number one uh, the years I worked at the Department of Corrections and all of the years at the Capitol I have never this statute that Stephanie's talking about is on the books it's an old statute about you have to be 21 I've never heard it come up as an issue before this is the first time and I don't know if it's constitutional or not because they they really look we're looking to have the daughter do it but uh, I'm uh, it's been, uh, that statute as I recall passed in the 80s and you've witnessed an execution yes, I have. here in Missouri uh in in basically that was uh, Mark Christensen uh down in Vichy um the triple homicide that he killed two uh small children and a mother that was a horrible crime um he you know in in each one's different uh there have been executions i have not been at that um bob pretty is reported you know the inmate struggled i believe there was one in the mid 90s the one i saw he was given a lethal injection and i heard it i saw him mouth i love you to a couple people that he was with and eventually his eyes his eyes closed um but the the basically the argument that Johnson's attorney argued before the Missouri Supreme Court yesterday was very interesting. I'd not heard this argued before. They didn't argue whether he was innocent or guilty. They they more or less admitted that he did it. But they are saying that the reason he is being executed in part is because he's black. Race. Yeah. It's race, and they are upset with Bob McCullough, the former prosecutor. But the Missouri Supreme Court rejected that, uh, and so did the governor. So bottom line is, barring the U.S. Supreme Court or a federal judge, uh, he will be executed tonight, barring intervention. That's not to say it won't happen, but it would, you know, it would take one judge to stop it on the U.S. Supreme Court. Then they'd probably have to get them convene the, the, you know, the full court, or it could be a judge. But we'll see. But at this point, it is scheduled to take place. This might be really dark. Uh, Hannah, let's say digging way deep down in the what if barrel. Because I've been thinking about this, like it's a weird scenario to think I'm about. Nervous. I know, and you should be. Would you want to see your uh, your father execute? Let's say he was in prison and whatever. Well, obviously we know it's something. It's a scenario that would never happen. But would you? Do you think I want to go see my father die? I want to go see him take his last few breaths for me i I wouldn't want to do it not Uh, under those circumstances no yeah i just wouldn't want to do it and even when he's if my dad if he dies in his uh, hospital better you know i hear all and i hear hear a lot of beautiful very lovely heartfelt stories about i was there and they took their last breath while i was holding my hand and they uh i don't even do well at funerals i don't go up and look at the casket but i think Mm. too i mean i I think that was for me one of the hardest things about covid was knowing that people were dying in the hospital by themselves without someone present and so i think regardless of whether you would want to see it would you want to be the person who maybe made some serious mistakes who felt like in your last moments you were alone and that you were dying alone so from a kid's perspective i think i would want to be there to make sure, even if I, you know, didn't have a great relationship, to know that they weren't alone. Yeah, and I don't know. Um, it, certainly, you had a soundbite there with Daryl Gray, a very well-respected uh, um, preacher in the St. Louis area. Uh, he's a minister. I did not realize he was his spiritual advisor. But, you know, Johnson, bottom line is uh, the Department of Corrections has a very strict protocol. Johnson will be probably with his spiritual advisor all day mm-hmm. today. At some point right now, they'll probably, the inmates will get up and eat, but probably around 
noon if the, you know the counties will deliver the inmates probably the very early morning that execution used to take place at midnight at six o'clock my gut feeling and i don't know this i'm not there anymore probably 10 11 o'clock this morning they'll lock the prison down the they will the general population will be locked down and johnson will have access to his minister in this case gray maybe others he'll have access to his attorney and his attorney i'm sure will fl- file a flurry of paperwork but he will i i the daughter um may not be able to be there but any he'll have other family members there by the same token there'll be media representatives there and if and i'm sure mcintee the the police sergeant's family if they choose to they'll be there as well they're separated they they won't even see each other the family they they take them out through different entrances there's a ton of security um at that i mean it's basically the prison is a fortress it's and a other, one of the other things uh, that I've uh, heard anecdotally over the years is that whenever there is a prison where they do executions, no matter where it is in the country, there's kind of a a pall over the entire prison. That yeah, day. In, in that that would be the case. And what's unusual about this is Johnson has been housed in Potosi. Now they used to house them here yeah. in, locally in Jefferson City, but he's been housed in Potosi with the other capital punishment inmates. He would have only been in Bon Terre where he is now, maybe in the last week or so. They never announced that. But most of those inmates in Bon Terre, unless they have been in the Potosi prison, may not even know him. They certainly know who he is, though. Um, and there's about 2,000 inmates there. And you're right, it's going to be somber for them. Um, but they will lock that down very Brian, soon. Brian, I think the big question for a lot of folks out there, and you've been a witness to executions. I was on the list to be a witness, but then they moved, like you said, they moved the whole procedure out of Jefferson City, you know, would somebody, the average public or or the family member, this be something they want to witness? You know, that's a question you have to ask, too, because you've seen them, you know, where they've not been, you know, it's not a pleasant spectacle. Yeah, I, the one I saw was, uh, if there is such a thing, John, and I don't want to use the word routine, is it, it was fairly routine. I mean, he mouthed, I love you. There was a woman who was just sobbing uncontrollably. I still remember her in my head. I don't know who she was, a family member sobbing uncontrollably. Um, I was sitting next to the Marys County Sheriff at the time, Chris Heitman. Um, FBI agents were to my right. It was a dark room. I remember that. But th- I'm trying to remember there was a... 1995 there was a bob pretty describes there was a there was some something didn't go correctly allegedly and i wasn't there for that but that did get a lot of attention in his name uh, unfortunately i think his name was griffin there was an issue there by the way as far as and then this execution that is scheduled to take place tonight six o'clock uh the daughter the 19 year old daughter you have to be 21 apparently to go witness an execution the judge apparently even saying he says listen i know this probably it isn't going to feel pleasant for you, but I'm not here to talk about your feelings. I'm here to talk about the aspects of the law. And right now, the law says you got to be 21 to witness an execution. 874-9390. Chuck, welcome into the show. What are you thinking, man? Well, I'm thinking, how hard could it be just to say, we already said he's guilty, he's been incarcerated all this time. Let's just postpone it two years so his daughter can be there when she's 21, if they're not willing to do anything else. Man, Chuck. What a great take. Well, that's wow. interesting. That's uh, Again, that's a policy question or more of a legal question because right now, 
and and the governor's taking criticism from um, some progressives on Twitter. But keep in mind, it wasn't the governor that sentenced Johnson to death. I mean, he he had the ability. It was a jury in St. Louis County that sentenced him to death, and it was the Missouri Supreme Court. People don't realize this. It's the Missouri Supreme Court that sets execution dates, and the governor. Basically, his role is whether or not to grant clemency or not. Um, and the so really the, the Johnson's running out of options here. He's going to have to hope for a, probably his best option is a federal judge somewhere along the line blocking it. But there, uh, what that gentleman just suggested, holding it for two years, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, it won't happen. And obviously, the, and that by the way, that's one of the reasons that because um, I was. And I'm okay with the death penalty. I think now the money, it's more expensive for a death penalty because we use, well, I don't want to house somebody for the remaining 35 years of their life and feed and ba- let's just execute them. Far more expensive to sentence and carry out a death sentence case than it is to keep somebody in prison for uh, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, well, and I think one thing about the governor, though, I do think, I mean, we talk about him setting records with statewide appointments, but he might be, you know, on on pace to set records with his um, granting of clemency and commutations. Um, One article is reporting that as of August of this year, he had approved 316 pardons and 18 commutations. Um, And I know there was a big backlog. Surprise, surprise. um, Backlog going back to multiple governors. Correct, Stephanie, you're absolutely right. But one very important point point about that those are almost all nonviolent, you know bad checks drugs i mean uh, I've, i go through those and i i don't there's no vi- now uh, what, the gentleman who was sitting to my left that you had in brandon he was on that that list uh um, Demetrius, I'm yeah, pro- Demetrius Woods. Oh, uh, yeah, Demetrius yeah, I Woods. Think he Motivated was, Michi. I think he was on that. Now, they passed a bill, but the governor signed it. But yes, I think he was on the list. Yeah, Again, but, non, nonviolent. But I think some of the, especially the last couple of days, have been kind of painting the governor in a light of like, you know, not open to kind of the criminal justice reform movement. And I think he's been somebody who has taken it seriously and is reviewing these, um, you know, rather quickly. Jefferson City News Tribune had a great opinion piece. I think it was in yesterday's uh, newspaper talking about the cost of expunging records. Kind of a different topic but about forgiveness john i've got 30 seconds what can we do for you sir well i just like to say this this guy that that's being executed kind of has been setting himself up for this forever and it was an execution and the guy that was in jeff city who was at the bar who just recently last weekend killed two people yep. i think i think they ought to take him down and let him witness the execution too man john Thank you for the phone call. Thank you for being a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Hannah to the rescue. I know this is heavy this morning. We're sorry, but it's happening in uh, Mid-Missouri. Just several different branches uh, on on this. I thought it was interesting. The daughter um, being 19 years old, not able to see her father's execution tonight. So Hannah's coming to the rescue. What's hot with Hannah? (laughs) Velveeta mac and cheese. 725. Uh, there's no good way to segue. Ish. This is a story, so... Uh, so, Velveeta Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Uh, the story. It's coming up. It's What's Hot with Hannah. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathard. Good 
morning is 727, which means it's, or actually, it's 725-ish, which means it's... It's 727. Way to go, Rapid. Blue the punchline. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. Stephanie might be able to help us out with this food lawsuit. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it involves Velveeta shells and cheese in the little Quick Mac cups. You know, you add a little bit of water, you pop it in the microwave. You have mac and cheese in like five minutes, right? Those are the things that Walmart runs out of whenever whenever all the college kids come back into town. <laughs> so this specific Velveeta shells and cheese cup advertises that it's ready in three and a half minutes. Well, there is a lady from North Carolina who is upset because that is false advertising in her mind. And so she is suing Kraft, who owns the brand, um, for false advertisement, essentially. And she's suing them for $5 million over deceptive and fraudulent packaging. How long does she say that it takes? I guess it takes three and a half minutes to microwave. So she's saying that the process to prep it for the microwave and then like letting it sit after you microwave it, that Stir factors, it up. Yeah, that factors into the time. So saying three and a half minutes isn't factual because it takes more prep. No. Uh, it's like when you <laughs> think of ramen noodles, it's pretty easy. There's three steps. Uh, step one, heat water. Step two, pour hot water into the noodles. Step three, enjoy. You always, <laughs> there's that third, you have to uh, enjoy, or it's like the shampoo. What's the shampoo? Uh, wet hair, wash, rinse, repeat. But people really sue over crazy would, stuff like this. I would think there would be like a lawsuit over like you say it's cheese, but we all like that powdered <laughs> stuff is not actually the, cr- the craziest thing is this lady has filed more than 400 lawsuits against food companies. Uh, we would call her litigious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch your mouth, young lady. <laughs> uh, media hypocrisy as it relates to China. And most of us will not be doing this between now and Christmas. Things will. for an organization that's located out in Kingdom City to be participating in Como Gives. But we're participating because a majority of our clients come from the central Missouri area. Deanna Barger, she's uh, with Missouri Girls Town. So it's Giving Tuesday. It's kind of become a thing over the past several years, too. So you have Thanksgiving, and then you got the Black Friday, and then you got the Shop Local Saturday, and then you got Cyber Monday travel. Every day of the week's got something with it, but this is kind of an important one. And it's no longer every day of the week because i was getting black friday emails like last monday and they're still like guess what black friday extended that's that's not a black friday that's like black (laughs) november is what we've got i mean same for i'm getting tons of emails cyber monday but giving tuesday is really important i know you know we've got the university here in town i know i get a lot of um fundraising emails from universities and other uh charities um who are just you know looking to help people out and it's a good reminder around the holidays i like to um for people in my life who I can never decide what to give them who have like, you know, the people that you try to shop for and you're like, they have everything. Um, A lot of times I like to make a donation in their honor and then give them a card that says, and I know that some people think that's cheating. What a crappy gift. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I'm going to get that for Harper Lee, my little five-year-old granddaughter. Look, Harper, Grandpa didn't get you a box of Twinkies, but he did. Or uh, 
naming a star after somebody. No. What a, like a, whoever came up with that idea, there's got to be Elon Musk, Bill Gates, somebody like that. I gave Chris like a stone. So um, one year I donated some money to the golf course north of Jeff City that allows like disabled veterans yes. to play golf. Um, because Turkey I, Creek. My dad is a veteran and loves to play golf. So I thought, let's share the gift of golf with people who are important to you. Um, I was adopted, so I've done some of um some donating in that area i gave I, we did a stone for chris at the southern boon y because that ymca is going to benefit people forever it really i think if it's thoughtful and you know it matters to that person um that they will consider that it, it's a good thing i agree by the way yeah, since great. we're all on the subject yes. everybody for christmas here on the show john uh brian stephanie i got y'all i got stars and i named them after you very good <laughs> we are stars I think, but regardless of whether you're giving a donation or a physical gift. I think, you know, anybody can go give you a gift card. I think whether it's something, you know, if it's personalized, I think it really matters. Because if you're just like, here's a shirt. or like here's Personalized, a- but what if I personally want a gift card for Christmas from Grandma and Grandpa? <laughs> no. That's as personalized as it gets. So, not to tell on Brandon, but I'm going to tell on Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Christmas... I witnessed one of our coworkers give Brandon a Christmas card, and he opened it, he read it, told the coworker thank you, and as soon as she walked away, he threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, where's the gift card? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a... But I yeah. saw him do that. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? I read it. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah, what am I going to do with it? But if, hey, thank you for your thoughts around the holidays. It's very nice. But you can tell you. if someone <laughs> thought about the gift and thought about you, or if like I could just like interchange the gift with somebody else. I mean, what about a regift? Oh, totally. That's uh, that's living green. If I regift, I totally regift things. <laughs> yeah, but you you gave me a dirty look yesterday when I, I insinuated that I might not bringing in candied pecans you were like you're like are you bringing those in like a thoughtful heartfelt you know all those people who are stocking up the butter get those christmas cookie recipes out and i think a thoughtful like home-baked gift is really nice there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm down with uh down with that um well by the <laughs> of way course you are uh so here you know and i and i I get the thing with sweet foods. I'm not a big fan of sweet food. I don't eat a lot of sweet food. Oh, He whatever. said, as long as the Christmas cookie, I pick it up, and underneath is a CeCe's gift card, I'm good. No. I really <laughs> I just don't eat a lot. Listen, this girlish figure does not happen by accident. <laughs> so I don't eat a lot of sweet food. Do we need to talk about the Christmas cookie platter from last year? That was a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I munched down on Now, there are exceptions. Uh, who's... Oh, my gosh. All of a sudden, I'm forgetting. Uh, is it Jim's former athletic director at Mizzou, who now does a lot of charitable work in Columbia? Mr. Stirk. Jim Stirk. Stirk. Right. And his wife, and all of a sudden, gosh, I hope they don't get mad, but his... Rocky is it the wife's name? Are you thinking of Mike Alden? Yes. Mike Alden. Yeah, Mike Alden. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Mike Alden will come by every... Oh, by the way, Gary Pinkle, uh, <laughs> going in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's hanging out with us here in studio tomorrow on Wake oh, Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, 93.9. The Eagle Ad, 104.5 News Radio, 950 uh, KWOS. But uh, Rocky Alden, 
she makes uh, like some peanut butter chocolate ball thing, and they're like every they're like year. Buckeyes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're incredible. I saw Mike Alden at the the, the big thing for our regional airport. Mm-hmm. Did the and Rocky judged the homecoming parade with us. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Rocky was hanging. I said Rocky, we're so Stephanie and I are emceeing the parade, the homecoming parade. We're like, man, you know, you got to get us those things. And awesome. uh, producer Hannah's mom brought in this tray of stuff, <laughs> and I think it was the peanut butter balls that I devoured. And the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Uh. And I think some sugar cookies. <laughs> but he was standing there talking to my mom, telling her that he doesn't usually like sweets very much. Yeah. And I'm not even exaggerating. I think you ate four cookies just while you were talking to my mom. Oh, producer Hannah's mom is a phenomenal cook. Uh, at least when it comes to baked goods, it's it was good stuff. Uh, which, I didn't realize that about Alden in the uh, in Rocky with the uh, oh yeah the, the sweets. That sounds awesome. Aaron brings up a good point on the texture eight seven four ninety three ninety. He is reminding us of your Magnum ice cream kick for a while. Yeah. There. So I ate a lot of sweet food when I quit drinking because guess what's guess what? There's a lot of in booze, sugar. And so when you quit drinking, all of a sudden, and your body's not getting that sugar, it's like whoa. I was just in the ice cream alone. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, so these Magnum ice creams, like the Magnum ice cream bar, incredible creamy ice cream. It's just completely coated in chocolate caramel swirl. I think it was fourteen hundred calories. Per container. Was it the bars or was it the, 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 pints? the pints? You brought one in for me, and you could like you could push like crunch it up, crunch the chocolate shell. It so, was really delicious. Yeah, you take this con- container and you just squeeze the container, and it crunches the 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 chocolate shell for you. And it's only fourteen hundred calories a pint, and like eight dollars. Yeah, kind of expensive. Well, so that I- was last year. It's probably ten dollars this year. So I was eating two of those. Every oh, no. night for like several several months, it seemed like. Wouldn't you make a sundae with like the Magnum ice cream bars and you'd mix it into the pint? Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you doing that? You well, were getting we take, creative. Here's the other and you ought to have stock in the company. Man. Nancy Pelosi with her fancy <laughs> ice cream freezer. Do you need to disclose that this, this segment is sponsored by Magnum Ma- ice cream? Magnum ice cream. <laughs> Check your local retailers. In the freezer section. Was that a conscious choice? Was it just during the holidays? or was No, this it... was after I quit drinking. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was like the first few months, I think. Yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, it was. Because we've been talking about, or we've been teasing what people are consciously not doing before the holidays. We just give up this time of year. <laughs> Lose weight, exercise. Mm-mm. Not even going to pretend. Not even going to try. I'll start that January 1. Exactly. Marsh, you there? It's like, yeah, it's the hot. And everybody's bringing you. It's the holidays, you, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like people don't even try, with the exception of the young lady who sits to my left. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, she's actually to the right. Stephanie Bell, kind of a, pro- considering the time of year, kind of prolific undertaking. What'd you do? Well, I didn't do a very good job, but okay. my, uh, but yeah, my girlfriend and I in November were like, "Hey, we're gonna do better and check these lists off," and it went south in a hurry. And what was it? Dieting, it was, exercising. Yeah, it was like exercising and drinking more water, and and November. Then, yeah, and mm-hmm. it it didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. And now that it's just like about to be December, I'm like, oh, I could try again in December, and I'm like. Maybe no. that could wait till January. This, this is like if you're sitting around with the family, John, there at the fireplace, and you're 
playing Monopoly and and your youngest grandchild draws the get out of jail free card. Uh, that's what November and December are. They get a listen. Don't worry about eating healthy and exercise, exercising and all that. No, I still exercise. I still try to eat healthy. I, eat I still healthy go to the about- gym all the time, every that's, day with yeah. all my free time. Me too. Yeah. When I, after my thirteen-hour day, I definitely go to the gym. How did you do with your uh, weight loss? I mean, I didn't gain any weight, but I didn't lose any weight. Uh, I guess that's a win. Yeah, you didn't gain. That's. <laughs> You're the eternal optimist. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I'm staring, like I'm getting old, right? So it's getting harder to lose weight. And I feel like uh, next year I have a big birthday. And so no one, it kind of like... 25? Like, yeah, right? You kind of want to like look hot on your, you know, you don't want to turn like a big birthday and be like, oh, I've let myself go. Um, so, <laughs> so I feel a lot of pressure about that, but you know, also we all live busy lives and I think around the holidays beyond like Thanksgiving meals, right? Like, I mean, you and I have been on the charity circuit, um, and we're about to be on the holiday party circuit. Um, and it's harder when you're, you know, on the go and at all these events, you don't want to be a fuddy duddy and be at an event and be like, I'm going to eat salad. <laughs> when the cheesecake is sitting on the table in front of you. Well, and that's how I think people make it. It's tough because, and it's not just that it's sweets, because I really am, I don't, I eat very few sweets. I really do. Um, but that's what people bake and they bring it to you. And it's, and it's like, it's. I guess it's not realistic to expect people, hey, can you bring like broccoli? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not In guess- fact, I think I'd be upset if somebody brought us broccoli here in the studio. Imagine former athlete, uh, Mizzou athletic director Mike Alden's wife, Rocky, instead of bringing us the peanut butter things that she brings in, she brought us a tray of fresh broccoli and Stephanie's favorite dipping sauce, the ranch. Dipping <laughs> carrot sauce. sticks. Yeah, and some carrot sticks. See, that I could uh, get on board with. But I think the other thing uh, is... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> losing... He dropped his Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it... Something about when food is free. Yes, I still have that. It's like a it's like a leftover young people college thing. Do you I agree, to- Marsh? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's I- like okay, I don't like sweet foods, but since uh, Hannah's mama brought it, it's free. Or like airport lounges. Like I could have just eaten lunch, but if I'm in an airport lounge and there's like a buffet, I feel like well, I have to get my money's worth. Um, you know, around this time. This was the best ever. Around this time for Truman Finals, they always let you swipe your card, and it didn't cost anything extra. And in the evening, they would have cake donut bars, and they would just have trays of cake donuts with icing and all the toppings, and you could kind of make your own cake donuts. Wow. And it was, I still, every time around this year, I'm like, you know what I could use on a late night study, you know, when I'm working all night, is like a cake donut bar. Listen, I've take, I've gotten strawberry cheesecake ice cream, and then I've gotten the, the strawberry donuts, and I've crumbled the donuts up into the strawberry cheesecake ice cream. we got to move forward, but first, want to chat with <laughs> Timothy at 874-9390. What's up, bud? I think they're going to make a, a, a broccoli that's dipped in chocolate for the nutrition. <laughs> Good but uh, my, my mom used to, oh, man, we'd get, she'd build uh, cookies and candies and Martha Washington, uh, old fashions. Oh, my God, it was crazy at the Christmas time. But that's why I got my, uh, had to watch my weight today, you know. Amen. Let me ask, how old are you, Timothy? I'll be 65 December 1st. Let me ask you this. So I, I seriously do try to eat healthy, try to work out as much as I can. Uh, I, I, as you get older, if you stay busy, are you still finding it hard to keep your weight at least at at a decent level? 
it gets harder as you get older. And plus, I've got um, uh, some uh, knee issues. I've had knee surgery, so it's it's just getting harder and harder. Right. Yes, Timothy, thank you for being a part thank of you. Wake Up Mid Missouri here on ninety three nine The Eagle and one zero four five News Radio nine fifty K. W-O-S. Yesterday it was butter. Today it's that's not intentional. That's all we're talking about is food. Uh, coming up, we could talk about bacon or talk about bacon tomorrow. And we do word of the year. Did you hear about the word of the year? I did. Yeah, from yesterday. What about uh, the Missouri budget? The Missouri budget. There's that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. Uh, and the word of the year and the etymology of the word of the year derived from a movie. It's coming up five minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring Brandon Rathert. said I dreamed and now it's here. Bauer. It's been here the whole time. Bauer. There was a Sergius Bauer connected with Alice Alquist. He was... Mrs. Anton, your husband and Sergius Bauer one and the same person. And this letter from Sergius Bauer to Alice Alquist was written two days before her murder. But he said there wasn't any letter. He said I was going out of my mind. Not going out of your mind. You're slowly and systematically being driven out of your mind. Why? Why? Perhaps because you found this letter no too much. Crazy movie. I've never seen it. I'm familiar with it. It sounds old. <clears throat> it's very uh, old. I think it's older than Marsh. The movie centers around this uh, this husband who basically he makes his wife in an effort to get her inheritance or whatever. Uh, he makes her think that she's going crazy. He hides stuff on her and he's doing all this crazy stuff. And they live in this house, and it's I, I think it's heated by a gaslight lamp, something like that. Somebody can cor- correct us on it. Um, but every time this guy would leave the house, the the gaslight they they would uh, they would flicker, and this guy was able to slowly, over a period of time, make this woman think she was crazy. Now, prior to the movie Gaslight coming out, and I think it was early mid '40s, something like that, uh, th- there was no such phrase as gaslight. But the name of the movie was Gaslight because of the gaslights that were featured prominently whenever the dude who was trying to make the chick think she was going crazy every time he'd leave the house, the lights would flicker. The movie was called Gaslight. And now, so not only is it a movie from some almost 80 years ago, oh my gosh, uh, now it happens to be the word of the year, Gaslight. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And I think people use it incorrectly because I'm confused about what it means because people use it like completely out of correct grammar, I think. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like I have a list of words that people misuse just because they think it's kind of a blank, like a blanket statement and gaslight is the top of the list. Uh, I like when somebody says, let's say, for example, uh, we get some snow and somebody says, we literally got a foot of snow when you got six inches of snow. No, that's not literally speaking in figure. Literally, figuratively is the one that uh, that gets me. But gaslight to manipulate somebody by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. And Merriam-Webster says the weird thing is there was really nothing. So because of increased searches on the Internet and everything. Um, 
they're making it the word of the year. And they say usually there's something, for example, the word of the year before that was vaccine. The word of the year before that, I don't remember if it was COVID or lockdown or whatever it was. But usually there is some specific event that will set, hey, this is why this is the uh, word of the year. Merriam-Webster says there's really nothing that we could find as it relates to this. Quiet quitting. It's not a new word. Quiet quitting. It could be up there. It's in the running for okay. Word of the Year 2023. Coming up, uh, the media hypocrisy as it relates to what's happening in China. What's happening in China? COVID. COVID lockdowns. And people are protesting. We'll have some of that coming up for you here at 810 on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS.